Welcome to Gladys's Kitchen, the culinary show recorded in Gladys's very own kitchen, located on the other side of the Crow River. And now, with a brand new generous recipe, here's your host, Chef Gladys Bonama. Welcome to Gladys's Kitchen. Uh, I am your I'm your guest host, uh, Gary from South Dakota, uh, uh, coming to you live and, and filling in uh, for Gladys in her very own kitchen. Uh, literally, this is her own kitchen. She uh, uh, she's proud to announce, uh, and I'm proud to announce for her. She's made her final payment uh, on her business loan this week, uh, and she owns everything in this kitchen, folks. Everything the the smaller spoons, the bigger spoons, the pots, the pans, uh, everything. Hers. Uh, it's quite remarkable. Uh, isn't, it, isn't it remarkable, Marv? Oh, sure is, buddy. Uh, anyway, many of you know Gladys, a world-renowned chef, a lovely woman, and, and simply the physical manifestation of meticulousness. Uh, listen, she keeps this kitchen uh, and herself tidy beyond comprehension. Now, today's recipe uh, was uh, inspired by none other than my very own cousin, Jeremy. Me. Uh, a man who has dealt with trench foot on both feet during his tours in Nam, which were business trips for his advertising company, and, and meaty fingers, meaty fingers, folks, for playing a mean bass. Uh, and believe it or not, this world-traveled cousin of mine uh, plays in the Temple of the Dog cover band uh, that plays every weekend down at Gomez, which does just some stunning, folks, some stunning Tex-Mex dishes. Uh, now, Gladys, who is an amateur vocalist, herself was was called on to stage to perform a tune uh, and while she was up there on stage with the band Jeremy told her uh, he said Gladys uh, I've got this beautiful recipe uh, for pork fajitas which is which is so good it's so good uh, it has been banned in four congressional districts in Minnesota alone so uh, if you're cooking this in Minnesota you'll want to consult your Gladys's kitchen Minnesota state map to ensure uh, as you're preparing this meal fit for Texans and Mexicans alike, uh, that you're well within your legal rights to do so. Now, if you're not, if you're not, folks, please send a letter to your Minnesota State House of Representatives office and tell them Gladys sent you. Uh, at minimum, with the Gladys sent you tagline, uh, you'll qualify for a lottery, uh, which if, if your name is drawn, you'll have your parking validated uh, if you go to vote during the next election and you park uh, in the ramp uh, located on Hennepin and Lake Street in Uptown. It's a wonderful deal, folks. Simply a wonderful deal. And, and needless to say, uh, Gladys is well-connected with everyone from Turkish royalty to uh, corporate bigwigs down at the uh, public parking firms. Uh, for those of you keeping notes, T-O-T-D Jeremy gave his uh, pork fajitas recipe to P-M-O-M Gladys. And I have the distinct privilege uh, of sharing this recipe with you today. Now, before we dive into the ingredients. I want to send a personal thank you to Gertrude at the board, the incumbent queen of Phantom Power, and Marv in the studio lending a helping hand in every way he can. Folks, I kid you not, when I came into the kitchen this morning, uh, fresh off a flight from Sitka, Alaska, I saw Marv outside uh, helping a local Eagle Scout candidate uh, laying some fresh concrete for a park bench uh, on the other side of the Crow River. This man, Marv, this man, Marv, uh, he is a you you ubiquitous force on this waterway with the only intention uh, to do good. Uh, and uh, so thanks, Mar. Finally, Gladys uh, herself 
for accepting this recipe uh, and adapting it for her show. Uh, she prepared this beautiful script, uh, which, uh, as Marv knows, I've taken a few liberties on already, but I'll try to, to do my best to stay close to the vest uh, this time, Marv. You know, we settled our differences uh, from the pumpkin ravioli episode. I have to say uh, he is nothing short, nothing short of a consummate professional. Uh, so now, uh, on with the show. Uh, in giving this recipe, Jeremy yielded all creative uh, and culinary rights to Gladys because, uh, and I'd like to quote Jeremy here, a very quotable soul. Uh, he says, recipes are just lame rules followed by the quizzical who are too afraid uh, to lead in a Lincoln-esque style in the kitchen. Uh, end quote. Now, now, under the exception that she always maintains the idea that abrasive flavors can't exist without an abrasive chef. So uh, you're going to start by marinating your pork tenderloins uh, in chipotles, uh, in adobo, uh, garlic, cumin, cayenne, salt and pepper. Uh, grill for four minutes per side because uh, like Jeremy always says, again, I want to quote him, uh, if your pig ain't done, then you're getting belly worms, end quote. Uh, be sure to source your pork locally, uh, preferably from your local green grocer. Uh, uh, who should be able to ascertain the diet of said pig oh, while enjoying God's muddier pastures. I like to go with the OOP acronym, uh, as organic as possible. A healthy pig uh, is a happy pig, uh, is a happy chef, is uh, is a happy consumer. These are just some of life's basic truths, folks. Now, you're going to want to take some oil, uh, and you're going to want to grill up uh, some assorted bell peppers and onions uh, until they have that special bit of character uh, that the cookie-cutter chefs just won't provide. Now, it's... It's obvious, folks. It is obvious when this character appears. Now, don't give me that, oh, Gary, this is my first time trying Tex-Mex foods. How am I supposed to know the exact character you're describing? Listen, uh, listen folks, listen, folks. This isn't an opinion written by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We're, we're talking about the universal truths and laws of Tex-Mex cooking. What? Uh, this leads me to my next. This is more important. Marv, Marv, we got to get into this. Marv. We got to get into this. And this is this is script. This is close to the vest. We're, we got to talk about the Jeremy method of Tex-Mex cooking. Tex-Mex. Not Tex-Mexed. Tex-Mex cooking. Uh, uh, so let me run you through the Jeremy. Uh, J-E-R-E-M-Y. J is for jargon. Uh, the most important aspect of a kitchen setting is the jargon. Many chefs and other culinary excavators are in a world of their own in terms of speaking languages, especially especially the Scottish. My goodness, I had to get an associate's degree, an associate's degree, two years before I could handle the basics. Uh, so J is for jargon, E is for education. It is essential, essential, folks, that you receive proper education on the jargon of Tex-Mex cooking. Uh, it is without question the most nuanced jargon of all of the major culinary schools, bar none. Luckily, uh, Gladys has written... 
The Gladys's Kitchen Tex-Mex Jargon Dictionary, uh, co-authored, of course, by Jeremy, to help you through this learning process. She also, she also, folks, provided the contacts for some for some fine Tex-Mex cooking institutions to help you in this process. Immersion is really the best course of action. Uh, so E is for education. R, R is for remember. Great ways to help uh, in remembering the jargon are and to throw it into common language with your friends, grandparents, and co-workers. Suppose you are a paralegal working on a high-profile case. Well, just toss in some Tex-Mex jargon uh, into your research to help spice up your lawyer's opening statements. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. Uh, so R is for remember. E is for employ the jargon. Now that you have become aware of the jargon, you've learned the jargon, and you've committed the jargon to memory, it is is time to use it fluently in the kitchen. Uh, as you're spilling the Tex-Mex jargon about your kitchen, uh, I can personally guarantee, and by I, uh, I mean Gladys can personally guarantee that your your flavor profile will respond appropriately. Uh, e is for employ. M is for moment's notice. That is right, folks. At a moment's notice... At a moment's notice, you could be subjected to change a dish into the Tex-Mex school. Suppose, suppose you're cooking up um, a real, a real fancy chow mein for a nice Filipino couple, but after further investigation, you realize they spent their holiday visiting Dealey Plaza, examining the sights and sounds uh, and intricacies of one of the most startling assassinations of the 20th century. You may want to decide to pull a 180 in the kitchen. And get the chow mein approved by Sam Houston himself. Look no further, folks, than your Tex-Mex jargon. M is for moments. No, it's Y is for yield to the jargon. I must warn you, folks, not to stray from the jargon. Again, do not stray from the jargon. Uh, uh, it is there for a reason. It allows you freedom in the kitchen. By yielding to the jargon, you are, in fact, liberating yourself uh, from the tight confines which hold normal chefs uh, down to the creative floor instead of allowing them to float blissfully through the glass ceiling of flavor. So now that we've uh, we've we've learned our Jeremy method, we've marinated and cooked our pork, uh, and now depending on how many people you're serving, that's going to affect how much pork you're preparing. Jeremy doesn't really use amounts his, as his band is, is more in the improvisational style. So are his recipes. Uh, and Gladys, of course, being considered by all to be a world-class chef, uh, was able to capture his improvisational spirit in the recipe uh, as well. So don't be afraid to improvise your amounts. Uh, of course, you have your jargon. Uh, you have your Gladys's Kitchen Tex-Mex uh, jargon book to help you uh, uh, decide and distinguish which are good culinary choices and which are poor culinary choices. Uh, now, you're going to want to have your flour tortillas heated briefly but before ensuring the food has a good, soft nest in which to flourish. Uh, and uh, Jeremy and Gladys both agreed. They both agreed. They literally said this at the same time. 
A stiff tortilla is just another useless disc that doesn't play collective souls, hints, allegations, and things left unsaid. Great record, by the way. Great record. Uh, now, the setting for fajitas, uh, listen, folks, uh, kitchens are teeming with energy, uh, just teeming with that energy. And in this kitchen, this very kitchen in which I stand, it's bubbling bubbling over uh, with energy, screaming no to the establishment. And Marv is all for this. I can see it right now. He's raising his fists. Uh, and he's, uh, he's sort of a disestablishment uh, man at heart. Now, Marv is, is really integral in establishing not only the energy, but providing the elaborate pageantry which sets the atmosphere for serving the dishes. You'll have to check your local library for Marv's essays uh, on restaurant atmosphere. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, folks. I've been told I've gone over time, uh, so I got to wrap this thing up. Uh, this has been Gladys's Kitchen uh, with your host, uh, Gary from South Dakota. I've been told uh, that Gertrude has promised to bring in funnel cakes uh, next week for, for Gladys's return. She's been off a few episodes, but she's going to be back next week. We're going to have uh, Gertrude's funnel cakes in the studio. It's going to be a great episode. Uh, hope to see you there, folks. Uh, remember, you're not baking history. You're making history. Oh, I screwed that one up. Yeah, thanks, Marv. Uh, you're not making history, you're baking history. Gladys's Kitchen is written by Mike Lauer and produced by Mark Viancourt in partnership with BCP Studios. Find us online at gladysskitchen.com or on Facebook at Gladys's Kitchen Show.